0: Agadala to Cody, back to Agadala, oh. up for the lead,
1: oh, blocked by James, LeBron James with the rejection. Portland has three timeouts left, the Lakers have two, Bryant, to shoot. According to all of our hats, we didn't get the uh, memo that this is a basketball show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> our minds are already someplace else, Tim.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, me covering. What this hat part, you have on, Tim? I have the black red. Uh, Josh, Sean, and I have the same hat on. Mine's just backwards. Oh,
2: wow.
1: we are. Uh, this... We here at the 48 Minutes Basketball Network are all feeling the Ellie de la Cruz mania,
2: fever. The Elie de la Cruz fever. Yeah.
1: It is a fever indeed. Um, so welcome everybody. This is uh the wrap-up of the 2023 NBA season. I can't believe we got to this point, but uh, I guess let's just start at the jump. Today Andrew here, Sean Mackey, Josh Hayes, you know, the huge uh Ben Brown's being a dad during summer basketball. So totally get it. Um but you know, from last night, the Denver Nuggets. First NBA championship in franchise history. Um, Nikola Jokic has, you know, arguably the greatest postseason ever for a big, okay, it's not arguably, it was the greatest postseason ever for a big man. Um, it was, it was pretty phenomenal. Um, he's now, you can now talk about Jokic to the same likes of guys like Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell for what they accomplished in the playoffs. Pretty amazing. Um, great, great year for the Nuggets, even though, you know, they had some, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs this year, like we talked about this year was just kind of crazy it feels like the right team won oh
2: yeah absolutely i think uh you know they they were the best team for most of the year um they were a team that was out on a mission uh jamal murray was back in full, full in in prime form uh jokic was the mvp even though he wasn't the mvp and they just they just were tired of being called frauds and and we called them frauds many times on here and they were oh, yeah oh, and they yeah. were they were um and but this year they were tired of it and this is what you do this is this is how you attain greatness you you step up and you beat the best of the best um but hell of a job by the nuggets organization I, i'm you know i'm really happy for mike malone i don't know why like he just he just he looked like he was having more fun than the players last night <laughs> you're right Like, like everybody Ben said this in the group text last night. It looked like almost like a business like celebration. It was like, they all, they won the championship and it was like this. It was like, (laughs) you know, and it was just very, very calm celebrating like nothing. I mean, I've, I've seen wild celebrations over years. Uh, We've seen, we've seen Jordan crying in the back locker room. You know, we've seen all these different scenes and, what we saw last night was kind of boring, but at the same time, they were like, "This is what we came here to do." They did it their way. Um, Jokic, like you said, Tim, just dominated—absolutely dominated—not just the season, but one of the best postseasons ever for for a big man. And uh, congrats to all those, Bruce Brown, uh, you know, Michael Porter, Jeff all Green. Guys. What an NBA title! Finally, what was this, so 11? great? How many teams he been on? 11 15 something 30. Like I don't even know it's been it's been wild and then uh Aaron Gordon very happy for him uh I said I think it was last year I I kind of said he was the missing piece it was kind of the Rashid Wallace they threw on this team and it didn't click that year but it definitely clicked this year he grew with the team um they just did a phenomenal job and I don't know if we can we can go on without saying props to the Miami Heat organization for yeah, everything for sure. they did. I one of the most unbelievable post seasons by an underdog team ever probably. Just phenomenal. Um they got a lot of work I think they're going to do some work over the summer though. So that uh that
0: word that you just said underdog, I kind of think that was the uh the underlying kind of motivation that had Denver playing the way that they did because they were um you know last year they were without um mpj and without murray and everybody was calling Jokic overrated and he couldn't take this team to where he needed to go and you know real basketball fans were like dude his team is depleted like he has no one and they have their whole team back this year and i mean they pretty much were once they got first place they were pretty much the rest of the season they were in first and they just blitzed everybody in the playoffs I mean, those series weren't even close, like none of them. No. I mean, there were some close no. games here and there, but for the most part, like those series weren't even close. None of them. Yeah. You look at well, all the teams. 16-4 And four in the and 4 I mean, and, yeah. they beat them, and, and everybody would say they had an easy path. Like, you know when it comes to the playoffs, like teams that have really, really, really good players generally can – I mean, we watched Luka do it a few years ago. Um, you got two really good players on your team, and you can go out and play isolation ball, and those two guys can get you the promise And Like we said, AD and LeBron, D-Book and KD, um, you know, Cat and, and um, Anthony over there in um, Minnesota, and then, uh, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy and Bam <laughs> – I mean, if Tyler Hero played the whole series, you could say, hey, Miami's got a little bit of a squad. But, I mean, they were a little undermanned. And and like you said, like, Denver was just the better team. Like, you could yeah. just see it. And everybody's talking about how Spolster got out. Like, there's just a certain amount of coaching you can do, and then there's nothing else you can do against playing against a better team.
1: Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, um, look, dude, look, I mean, the Heat are, you know, it feels like since day one of that franchise, they have been in the in the category of excellence. You know, they've had bad years here and there, but like so what this they're thirty-five years old as a franchise. They have been in seven NBA championships. Uh, they've got three of them. I mean, it's pretty pretty amazing. What so you go to a them. final
0: you go to a finals once every five years. I mean every
1: five years, yeah. Yeah. I mean I think you pretty, I think you take that. Pretty incredible. They've had like a crazy like South, like South Florida's had like quite the year between the heat. The Panthers make the Stanley cup and the Marlins are good at baseball again. I mean, the dolphins, yeah. it's your turn now. You guys just got to catch up to everybody and make everyone down there happy. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, you know, like you guys said, I, we talked about this the other day in our group text about just kind of, um, you know, it's fascinating that now, Every team's going to this free agency, like, okay, how do we beat the Denver Nuggets? And the Denver Nuggets are like, dude, have you seen our our books? Like, we can add to this. Like, we mm-hmm. are going to get better, and it's going to be really, really fun to see how teams kind of put their put put their rosters together to try to chase these guys next year. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I'm. You know, looking at looking at Miami, I think there was a big. There was a lot of. I was at a restaurant downtown with my boss today and I was, they had ESPN on and they were talking about, you know, who the Miami heat could add to compete, you know, next year. And they're going to have to add somebody. I mean, there's only so far, I mean, what, what those dudes did, those undrafted guys did this year, especially without Tyler hero was pretty incredible. And yeah, it was, um, I think, um, I mean, the East is going to be better next year again. I I think everything is just going to, everybody's going to have to take it up a level they always do um and uh it's going to be interesting but like you said tim like the nuggets are now that's it like that's the team that you're going to have to beat they have flexibility on their books now they're going to be able to you know maybe add or shift some stuff around and uh you look at you know a team like a team that's probably at the crossroads like the warriors you know like you know the lakers teams that really are kind of strapped on what they can do and it's like you know this could be a team that kind of sleepwalks into the next couple you know conference finals or nba finals over the next couple years you know barring any injuries or anything um so it's going to be interesting to see but um you know i'm happy for the denver nuggets fans uh you they've been hurting for a long time. They, they were happy. They looked happier than the, than the, than the players yesterday. I I don't know what was going on with those guys. I don't know if it was just so surreal that they were just like, eh.
0: Yeah. I think, I think, I think it took a while for it to settle in because after a while, when you went back and started watching again, they were pretty excited about winning. Um, I saw Murray with his deck like Jokic, like they, they definitely seemed a little bit happier. Like after the shock later, later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, you're right. When they first won, I mean everybody was just kind of out there like, um, guess we're the champs.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's it. It's a wrap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much uh, like that, Tim.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I was kind of cracking up. It's uh I was listening to a podcast today. Uh, it was I was actually it was a wrestling podcast, and they were talking about Gunther, who's the WWE Intercontinental Champion. They're like him and Nicola Nikola Jokic. Same human beings, they just go out there, they take care of business, and they just like put their hands together <laughs> and they leave. And, like, you know, you see all this stuff with Jokic, where it's like in the press conference, he's like, I just want to go home, and they're like, You can't go home, you have the parade on. He's like, yeah, The parade. parade, yeah, he's like, Saturday. Thursday, he's like, You can Thursday. go home Friday, he's like, I can go home Friday, <laughs> like, yeah, and then, uh. I mean- you got to respect that
2: though. You got to respect Absolutely. that. Man. He wants, he wants to go back to, you know, you know, his home and, you know, do, do you think it's safe to say he's kind of the next Tim Duncan in terms of like, yes, take care of business, take care of business type guys. Okay. Yep.
1: Um, take care of business kind of guys, super fundamental, you know, not, not, not like brashy, you know, Um obviously he, he's Tim Duncan with a three point shot basically. Yeah. So, yeah unbelievable footwork you know it's he, the, was, that's he was a, a beast it's a great parallel Fail.
2: fantastic passer
1: <laughs> yeah 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 i mean you know you'll never hear me say a bad thing about tim duncan so i'm all in for that conversation all right well now we uh move on to the offseason and we start next week with the draft obviously uh by the way the nuggets Really, like secretly made a trade for additional draft picks with the Thunder. It sure did. Yeah, like in the middle
0: of a game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I say hey, a blurb about that. I know that we're playing in the finals, but we need draft picks. Like, oh, uh, okay, hey man,
2: you gotta respect the hustle. Absolutely, there. absolutely. Go for Every it. I
1: Every mean, other to be team, honest like, with you,
0: last year they drafted Christian Braun. What he was? What in the low twenties? Twenty-one, somewhere
1: around there. Yeah, Peyton and Watson like, was thirtieth
0: and contributed like, yeah. So, I mean, it paid off. I mean, they're probably looking mm-hmm. at it again. Like if we can, maybe they flop that to get up a little higher and they're like, if we can make another move and like make this team a little bit deeper, like we got another run at this.
1: Yeah, I agree. Plus, I mean, you know, Peyton Watson's the guy who I think can end up contributing at some point. They got him at the end of the first round as well. I like him. I liked him a lot at UCLA um, as far as like kind of where he was picked, but, you know, obviously next week we have the draft and things are starting to get a little interesting as far as the conversation of what happens after one. Um, you've heard conversations about teams trading up. Specifically, you've heard about um, the New Orleans Pelicans looking to trade up to the number two pick to take Scoot Henderson. Very fascinating conversation. Um, you know, I've, I talked about this after the lottery on uh, my my mock draft episode i did i between those two teams at two and three i don't think either of them are necessarily a great fit for scoot houston might truthfully be the best fit of all those teams and you know they're proud james harden so that takes that away from them but uh this is going to be a really really fun fun draft as far as how things work out i don't think it's the most talented draft besides you know number one um but you know after like seven it's kind of whatever. um. So it's going to be interesting. Think,
2: do you think there'll be more movement because there's just going to be some teams that are willing to take yep. some flyers on some guys? I mean, we, we look at what Denver did with Jokic, who was with the 41st pick in the NBA mm-hmm. draft. I mean, there's value all over the draft, yes. no matter what, yes. pretty much every year. Um, look at the heat, Butler, they had three yeah, guys yeah. who weren't drafted. Sure. Sure. and And Butler was drafted 30. So, it's uh you know you can you can you can build a great team if you if you have decent scouts out there and you can actually pinpoint talent bring guys in you can get some great value for some of these but i think a lot of teams uh i think a lot of teams are looking to probably get younger too this year like i mean there's a lot of teams that are just kind of stuck in the sand traps right now trying to get out trying to find value or get somebody like on a decent rookie contract and, you know, be able to come in to contribute right now because a lot of them are strapped for cash. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be kind of an interesting one. And I feel like this is the, this draft, I feel like I am more unfamiliar with the talent that's in the draft this year than I've ever been just because there's well, so many players that didn't play in college this year that are, that are hanging out in the, the top 10.
1: The best college player in this draft might, I mean, you know, Brandon Miller. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there's a possible Brandon Miller could go anywhere from two to five. Um, That's I That's incredible. Yeah. I saw SB Nation today had him at five, which is no way he's dropping that far. I would be shocked. No,
2: no, no, no. Uh, no. I would
1: be absolutely shocked if he's not in the top three. But with that being said, um, you know, Jairus Walker. So there's like. If you look at the lottery, there's three college guys, maybe. And, you know, normally yeah. it's, you know, because we have overtime elite, we have G League Ignite, we have overseas. Uh, it just has made it so much more fascinating. Like being a scout now, yeah, you have more talent than you've ever had, but you have to know where everyone's playing, who they're playing. How do you get tape from here to here and there? Um, it's pretty fascinating.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I told you earlier uh, in a text that, you know, there's also depending on what happens before and after the draft. And, mm-hmm. you know, we we had kind of a draft preview. We talked about how guys fit and don't fit in in um in certain teams and like around that two, three area. I'd mentioned like if Dame gets moved before the draft, let's say, like scoot makes sense to go to Portland for sure. me. Um, if Dame's there and he stays, that pick doesn't make sense. Um so, like, there's a lot of things that could happen before next week that causes, you know, a, a lot of the way that the draft goes. I mean, and of course, you got fucking Utah and Oklahoma City, and you never know what they're going to do. They might trade some picks for some more picks. <laughs> <The next laughs> <thing you know. laughs> that would be um, very unbranded. <laughs> right. Or they could take those picks and trade, and all of a sudden be like, "Hey, we want to win now and just move up." And there's the guy that they think fits their system, and all of a sudden you're like, "You know, Chet's back, and we're going to take him, and um, mm-hmm. we're we're ready to go now." So,
1: I think Oklahoma City could be next year's Kings. Okay. I really do.
0: Do they have so much young talent? It's it's right. Probably some of the most young talent I've seen on a team ever. Yeah, I mean, just based yeah. off of they're starting five plus getting Chet. I mean, all those guys are yeah. so young.
1: And I think two first rounders this year, two first rounders. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which like you said, you could do anything with. It's just like fascinating. Um, you know, the thing about that's kind of different between them and Sacramento is she better than anyone on the Kings. So that's a nice plus for them. But yeah, there's just so much talent there. What happens with Chet Holmgren makes it more interesting as well. But you know, you you mentioned earlier what happens with Dame Lillard. I would be surprised if they find like they should move on from Dame Lillard. Absolutely, uh, Dame Lillard should want to move on from them because they've obviously not shown the ability to put like to want to put a good team around him. Um, you know, besides like the one year they went to the Western Conference Finals. You know, obviously, I would love nothing more than the Bulls to just get smart and trade up and trade Levine to Portland so we can get Scoot in the top three and have a point guard because our point guard is never going to play basketball again, but that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> oh, just, Hey, can we just like have one, one podcast where we
2: don't bring up our bum favorite team? That was, that was it. I was I'm going to say that was all. All right. But, thank you. you. You made me sad immediately again. Like, like so, you went so
1: dark right there and it's absolutely true, but you just went so dark. You know, I'm really interested to see like how are these teams gonna build now with um, all these new coaching changes. So, how does Phoenix build oh, now with um, what the hell's his name, Frank Vogel, right. being their head coach? <laughs> you know, immediately they hire Frank Vogel and they say uh, we're moving on from Chris Paul, which it's the right move. Don't be wrong, but still pretty surprising that they're they're doing it uh, because you do a guy of that caliber, you just never hear being cut. Also kind of fascinating that Chris Paul will be playing for his sixth team. Yeah. Yeah. Like Hall of Famers don't normally play for six teams. You know what I mean? Like Shaq excluding because he just kind of bounced around his last couple years. But yeah, you know, that's not something you hear pretty often. Um, It sounds like it's going to be the Lakers there. And that's he's an upgrade from D'Angelo Russell, but that's not saying much in this circumstance. Right.
2: I, I hate all of that. I hate. I it did all. too. I did too. I don't know. I don't know what if if you could pick a dream team for Chris Paul to go in and contribute and like I don't know fit with the team. Who would you say he would fit with right now? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay, I like that.
1: I yeah, think that's young a, that's young good...
2: shooters all around him. That is a great one. I love that.
1: Okay yeah i think brooklyn would be fun um you know milwaukee would be cool just because then he kind of have less stress on his body which lord knows he needs um miami is obviously interesting but it sounds like they're pretty high on the possibility of getting kyrie irving which i hate but uh, is he a heat culture guy (laughs) nope I didn't think so. I think Jimmy Butler might punch him in the mouth at some point if he steps out of line and he hasn't had a teammate do that yet. So maybe it'll be a good thing. Everybody always says Kyrie's a great teammate though. Like Josh, you're muted playing with him. Oh, Josh, I was going to say what's,
0: what's funny about that is, is that when Jimmy does punch him in the mouth, he's not going to get the same backlash that Draymond got for hitting um, Jordan pool. So that's True. gonna be kind of interesting to see all that yeah. stuff. Everybody's, everybody's going to clap for Jimmy.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely (laughs) especially if he hits Kyrie Irving so yeah (laughs) (laughs)
2: like yeah
1: I just love that that's the report comes out to like Kyrie has talked to LeBron about requesting a trade to the Mavericks and it's like every single person involved is like no that's not happening I don't know if there's a uniform I would hate to see him more in besides like a Celtics jersey oh oh
2: oh, it'd be awful yeah yeah yeah
1: I don't think I could enjoy seeing him in a Mavericks jersey. No, no. Um, I did want to look at this real quick because let me pull this list up because I was cracking. I, I sent it. I so, some of it to you guys earlier, but the Athletic John Hollinger had his list of the top twenty-five free agents for this year, and it is like going to be the least exciting we've had as far as talking about free agency probably in the history of this show. So I'm pulling it up real quick. So I'm just kind of talking as I do. So here is his list of the top free agents. Top 25. So I'll kind of read this fast. So we're not kind of sitting here all day. All right. Number one, Kyrie, obviously. Number two, James Harden, where he has like the greatest line of all time, where he can choose to go back and compete for a title with Philly, or he can go be 33 and 49 in Houston. I thought that was really funny. That is good. Uh, number three, Bradley Beal does have a player option. He's going to pick it up. He doesn't want to win. Um, number four, <laughs> hold on. So Harden, you think it's Josh funny, Hard-
0: Sean? But like, <laughs> he wants to act like he's committed to the to the Wizards, yeah. and in reality, he's committed to that cheese.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, do you no. see the taxes I don't you, have to spend here?
0: You,
2: you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Both of you aren't wrong. I just think it's funny. He, just he, doesn't can, want to he can
0: word it however he wants. Like, I'm committed to the Wizards and trying to help this team win a championship.
2: <laughs> could could you could you imagine being an NBA player and saying I'm committed to the
1: Wizards? There, there's rumors that they're They're going to be like, maybe we should rebuild <laughs> 25 years later. Maybe we should rebuild. There, there are so many
2: freaking teams in the NBA that I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? Like the wizards are one of them. The hornets are one of them. <laughs> like, Oh, there's so many bad franchises. There are so like, many, the rock, the rockets. They're like, we're going to go after James Harden. It's not going to help you. It's going to help you sell some tickets. That's it. It's going to stunt
1: the growth of some really good young talent. you have. Did you see the Jalen green clip when he was on Paul George's podcast? No. Oh my God. It's so funny. So first off, Podcast P is really, really good. If you want like a player podcast, it's awesome. I think Paul George does a phenomenal job, Um, but he asked Jalen Green. I'm going to paraphrase here. They're like, Hey, you know, there's these reports about James coming back to Houston. What are your thoughts? And he's like, Jalen Green literally goes like, um, you know, it could be great, but it could be really bad as well. Like flat out is like, yeah, like no, no bullshit. Like this could be awesome, but this could also be very terrible. Basically in a roundabout oh. way. And it's well, not wrong. Look, yeah, but like like he, like he plays the same position as Harden,
2: too. So of mm-hmm. course he's gonna say that. And also he's one of those like bad teams, great stats guys. Yep, like for sure. and and I like Jalen Green. He's he's
1: incredibly he's, fun to watch.
2: He's yeah, he's an exciting basketball player. He is very fun to watch, but like he plays the same position as Harden. And I don't know why, like you bring Harden into a Harden is a player you bring into a situation where you need an extra, you need that like missing piece and you're willing to pay bank for it. The Rockets aren't that team. The Rockets have no idea what they're doing. They just have a bunch of good, they've surprisingly drafted pretty well and they have some fun young players Mm -hmm. and James Harden is actually the worst addition probably on this free agent list for them. Yeah. Like, he's probably worst-case scenario. Like, it's not going to be great. He's going to fizzle out his career, and that's going to be it after he the goes there.
1: Way, we're, like, three names into this list. This is... Okay, I'm sorry. Go this ahead. This is Go an ahead. awful list. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just letting you know. All right. Fred VanVleet's next. He's got a player option. Porzingis. I don't know if anyone's going to invest in him. Miles Bridges. I like Porzingis. I do, but, you know, injury. Is he Is he unrestricted? He's He's got a... He's got a player option, so he's going to pick that up. But, you know, if the Wizards actually really were serious about doing something. Um, This is their tier two. Miles Bridges, who I don't know if any team's going to go after him. Um, Josh Hart. He's going to be fascinating because he says he wants to be back in New York, but he also declined his option to do free agency. Yeah. Uh, D'Lo, obviously. Chris Middleton. Does Milwaukee just like throw it in on him because of his injury history? They'd be like, you're a huge part of our locker room. Well, he's um, he's
2: got a player option too. Yep. Yeah.
1: Cam Johnson's restricted. There's no way Brooklyn let hit lets him go. No.
2: Oh, no. 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 They got him on a.
0: They got him what on a good Jeremy? deal. What about Jeremy Grant.
1: They had him as nineteenth
2: on this list. Is he unrestricted? Is Jeremy Grant unrestricted? He. I just is. think he's
0: a free agent. I think he's. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. He's fascinating to me. Like, I, I feel like I what where he's
1: 19th on that list? Yeah, right dude. They have Kobe White above him. I don't like I I And PJ Washington. I like PJ, okay. but like I like PJ too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I know I we're dogging the Wizards, but head.
1: are are the Wizards
0: going to have any money to sign anybody like if they wanted to? Like all their free agents have player options. So like
1: they him, got blown like up.
0: Porzingis and Beal and and Kuzma
2: like if they all opt in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's not—it's not It's not, not, it it's not, it's not paid, it, man. And it's not going to win you shit either. That's the other thing. Like you're not—that it doesn't get you any. What does that get you uh, if you do really well? Are you going to be the eighth or seventh
1: seed? Which, you know, we might have found the Dylan Brooks team—the team that's like, we'll give him a shot. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Wizards. Yeah, like, losers.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have nothing you know, to the, lose. The guy—the guy that fascinates me the most on this uh, free agency list. He's got a player option though, is Jordan Clarkson. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I really think yeah. Jordan Clarkson could help Ooh. a team, uh, especially oh. running with a second team. Like he, he could go to golden state and be what they want Jordan pool to be. If that makes any sense. I think he's a little more yeah. oh. consistent than Jordan pool. Um, and he's I, proved that, or, or there's a chance that he might actually end up somehow randomly going back to LA. I mean, I don't know if they can make it work, but if L.A. decides somehow they can't sign Austin Reeves and somebody matches or they don't match what somebody else gives him, I mean, they might have to go after him.
1: All the reports this week were they're not letting him leave the building. So you're going to have to bring multiple Brinks trucks, what it sounds like. So I hope that's true. I really do, because I think after Caruso and the way they lost him, we're like, not saying two white wing players by any means, just the fact that it's like this was a really really valuable player to our team, and we really suffered when he. Hey, left. I'm all in.
0: I'm all in on Austin Reeves, man. Me too, man. Me yeah. too. I am.
1: He's, he's I don't fun know if to the watch. Laker, I don't. I don't know if the Lakers are all in. I don't know. I think they are. I think. I think they learned. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I really. I do. mean, what he's did really, he? What? Was, what else
0: does? What else does he have to do for them to be all in? I mean. He basically right. was like their fourth quarter well, guy. Like, LeBron, you don't want to shoot. AD, you don't want to shoot. Give me the rock. Give me the
2: rock. Yeah. Yeah, but but how much, what's the most they can pay him?
1: Uh, I think he can get a $50 million deal. Just, to, I don't know exactly how yeah. long it is. But he could get more somewhere else, correct? I mean, sure, but who's going to be, our teams going to be willing to give him that is the big question. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be teams out there interested in him. Don't be wrong. Absolutely. Like he's awesome. So he's got the, so this year he could do up to 22.8 million. Um, He can get up to 30 and a half fully. So that's I mean, it's going to take a lot to pry him from the Lakers. It's going to take like, if you really want him, you're going to have to pay for him. And it might so be a we sign in to, trade.
2: We, we got to ask who's Taylor Swift's favorite team.
1: We don't know. We don't know. We mm. don't know. I saw she got a red scheme pushed up to five o'clock in the afternoon, uh, the day she's in Cincinnati. So she's
2: oh, got really? way too much
1: power. She
2: does. I completely agree with that statement. Today on City Beat, it mentioned, it says, it says, I swear to God, and this this was like so insulting. It said, Taylor Swift's recent ex, which is the lead singer of the 1975s, band, is coming to Ohio. <laughs> That's how it was advertised in City Beat, and I'm like, like they haven't done anything, like, right? Like they're not amazing. Like
1: it's just Taylor Swift's ex is banned now. Crazy. Here's a question I have that I'm really fascinated about for this off season: Who's gonna want to go to the Spurs? Because you know people are gonna want to go there and play with Wemby. Like the Spurs could be a playoff team next year because of the guys who want to play there.
0: Hey well, who's guys see, there's, that there's fit, a, the, fit the spur system though? Bruce so Brown. So Trey
1: Jones will likely stay. Bruce Brown would be awesome. Bruce Brown will be really good there. Um let me see. Other names I can look at. Jordan Clarkson it will be a be, fascinating spur. Austin
2: Reeves Westbrook. could get paid there.
1: <laughs> yeah, won't be Russell Westbrook. Could Westbrook no. go back to OKC and back up Shea? No. I mean, dude, he literally made the player minimum for the Clippers. Like Grant, he he'll make more than he he'll, he'll make more than that. He'll I get think he'll more be back by the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. I tell
0: you what, the more and more I'm looking at this free agent list, the more there are there's some sneaky guys on here that like you wouldn't think could go somewhere and contribute, but really can. Like Caleb Martin or Gabe Vincent, um Dante DiVincenzo, um Rui, if if uh The Lakers don't sign him back. I think they, Uh, you got some couple, couple big guys, but you got, um, like I said, Bruce Brown, Harrison Barnes, Gary Trent Jr. Like, there's a lot of guys on here that are kind of like that mid player that can get you. Um, I mean, Gary Trent Jr. averaged 17 points a game last year. Like, it's a solid guy to have on your team.
1: Absolutely. I think if you're like a fan of a certain team that signs Harrison Barnes, I think you're pretty pleased. You know, like he's a decent three point shooter. You know, he's going to play, you know, it's very rare. He's super injured. Um, You know, he's not, you know, an unbelievable over the top talent, but like you're happy if he's on your team next year, it's like your fourth, fifth starter. I don't think that's terrible. Yeah.
0: Well, you mentioned somebody like Cam Johnson. Like, Cam Cam Johnson's, I think, can only... I think he can get better. Yeah. So, you know, he could be a steal for somebody if they get him at the right money.
1: So, you know, Karis LeVert. (laughs) Karis LeVert. I was about to say, where I'm interested is these, like, teams who were like, this close, right? These teams we were talking about, like, oh, man, you know, like, they're they're really, really good. They make good strides, but, like, if they get another player or two, they can make it, like... Like, New York and Cleveland, like, what are they going to do? Because Cleveland, as we've talked about all year, I mean, they absolutely stunk in the Knicks series. They were embarrassing how bad they were. But I still trust that young three or four more than most. Um, I would like to have seen Jared Allen be better. I, you know, but, uh, you know, what does Cleveland do? Like, do they go get bench guys to kind of build with these, with these dudes? Like, do they go try to get a wing to kind of take that carousel LeVert, Isaac Okoro spot? Uh, The Knicks, you know, they know that they have their dude now, right? Like, they know they have Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson's their guy. They know they have Mitchell Robinson. Um, But if Julius Randle walks into Madison Square Garden on opening night next year, there might not be a Madison Square Garden anymore. So what do they do? Um, You know, the Lakers are always going to be the what are they going to do question. What are the Clippers going to do? Like, do they count on, you know, Do they finally make a game plan for not having Kawhi Leonard for 40 games? And I'm not saying that as a joke or to be insulting, but like the proof is in the pudding at this point, right? Like you can count on him being healthy. You can be excited when he's on the floor and he's amazing, but you don't see it enough anymore. Um, you know, Paul George, you know, will get you 51 to 66 games a year. That's great. But what do the Clippers do? Because they did a great job with the trade deadline, getting all these role players. Like, how do they they keep all these dudes? Do they get more players? I mentioned Brooklyn earlier. They They look like they should be rebuilding, but they were in the playoffs. And they have a lot of young talent that everyone's excited about. So it's these teams that I'm really, really fascinated with. It's like, okay, like, you're this close to maybe being a contender. What do you do? And then these teams look like they could fall out. You know, what's Milwaukee look like? if Chris Middleton doesn't come back, um, what does Miami do? You know, like golden state, you know, they have to bring Draymond back. They absolutely have to, uh, yeah. you know, they don't have a choice. And so it's like, okay, what do they do? What do the lake? The Lakers have to make this draft pick, but that doesn't mean they can't trade it in a month. So they can make the selection. I mean, they don't have a choice, but to make the selection, but come July, when, you know, hey, you know, Toronto's calling about Fred Van Vliet, maybe being the Lakers point guard. Like, how do we make this work? You know, what do they do? Uh, there's a lot of, like, really interesting things here. Um, you know, I think I think those teams I just talked about can be really interesting. What do the Magic do? I'm so excited to see what the Magic do. Because we've seen their young talent. We're all really excited about it. Like, do they bring in some guy, like, bring an adult in the room to kind of like, see if they can maybe make a run at like, we laugh about like, oh, you know, they're going to make a run at playing in the play-in. If you're the Orlando magic and you make the play-in, that's a hell of a year.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this privately and on the show. I think we were all kind of hoping that, that Victor was going to end up falling to them just because I that wanted it just so bad. Them, that would have been like the greatest, like, fun young dynasty that could have been built, uh, for years to come. Um, I'm happy for the Spurs though, because, you know, he gets to kind of be his own guy, but teaming him up with like Wagner and everybody would have been right. But yeah, they, uh, I, they're an interesting team because they are, they they are a lot of
1: money. They got a ton of money. they,
2: They got a ton of money. They got all these players on rookie deals, young guys and everything. Um, do you think a Chris Paul would work there?
1: I do because I think Paolo is very, very mature for being a rookie. I think he's a guy who like really, really adjusted very well to the NBA and having a guy like that, who's so high basketball IQ would be absolutely perfect for him.
2: I I think, I think they need just one solid like IQ guy that's going to bring him up even for just a year. If it's a short term, um, like, you know, future hall of famer type guy, like, like him what I don't want to see is them throwing a bunch of money at Fred Van Vliet. I just, uh, I like, I like Fred Van Vliet, but like, I don't.
1: i do like, not like big sixty million.
2: I don't. Yeah, I. I yeah, and he's just, I, you know me. I'm, I'm not like a big fan of like undersized guards. I mean, let's be honest though. Like Brunson on the Knicks was freaking awesome this year. Like Donovan just, Mitchell. Like, Donovan Mitchell another one those are guys that just kind of go beyond that but fred van vliet's always just going to be kind of a short guy who kind of plays upward of that kind of he's he's kind of like kyle lowry really in in that sense to me so um but uh i just i don't want to see them do that i'd rather i'd almost rather them i i feel like they need to get like a real like veteran point guard this year though because I feel like they have they have so many point guards but they don't necessarily have someone who's going to lead that team. Um yeah, I think Markell's uh, the veteran in the room he, which is sad. And I like him too. Do like, you, he's had a great, year. Do, you think had a great they, year. do you think they need to upgrade
1: from him though? From Markell, mm, I just think that I think like I said, like Terrence Ross obviously they had to move on. That just kind of ran its course. Um but I do think like veteran guys would be great for those dudes just like dudes who have like been to the playoffs um you know jeff green going back to orlando would be really nice for that team because it wouldn't cost you a lot of money and he's a guy who knows how to help young guys win um but i don't know like i think chris paul would be fine there i don't think he'd want to go there um even though, like, why the hell if you're an NBA player who makes a ton of money, wouldn't you want to go to Florida and not play? Never mind. That's a conversation for another podcast. I, I knew I was like, I'm gonna cut cut that conversation right now. Um, I was gonna say the no state tax thing, but then I was like, eh, yeah, never mind. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Um, trades are gonna be fascinating too.
0: The more and more I think about it, because we, you know, we all kind of were like. When we when we talked about it one time on on one of our past shows, that how cool it would have been to see Vic go to Orlando. Like, I'm trying to think: has there ever been a time in a draft where teams had back to back number one picks where they were able to grab like two guys that way that were just like monsters? So like
1: Orlando. I mean, it's
0: already. I mean, did they did they have guys that were back to back rookie of the year and back to back like you know clearly the top pick in the draft? I mean Was that Sha- Shaq and Weber? Shaq.
1: So they had Weber and traded him for Penny. And I don't think mean, Penny was, but like, you know, as close as you're going to get, was that right there, so. I mean, that would just be nasty. It would have been fun. Um, real quick before we move on. Derek Rose is playing for the Bulls next year, right? Like that's happening. We all kind of, we kind of know it. It should happen, right? Yeah. It should
0: probably be his last. Yeah, year. I
2: guess it. I guess guess it, yeah. But he needs to hang it up after. He doesn't. need yeah. to keep like. So I said it around. should be his last year. Yeah, get his jersey up in the rafter. You know, I. You know, I, I, I think w- I. Good. I want to
0: touch on Derrick Rose real quick because, um you know, there's going to be a lot of things that happen with him that's that's. It's going to be sad. Like, I think he's going to end up being the only guy ever to win an MVP, not to make the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. He's the only guy that's won an MVP that will not be in the top 75 players of all time. Yeah. And clearly the, 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 the three of us, probably more than almost anybody that watches this show, understands the only reason that that's happening is because he could not stay healthy.
2: Yep. Oh yeah, I mean without a doubt. I mean then, he's I mean but there's I so, almost like I feel people like have no idea. Well it's not even that. I I feel like the general just population of younger NBA fans, and when I say younger, I mean I mean he wasn't even this wasn't even that long ago, guys, that he was he was great and won an MVP, but like I, I get so tired of people digging in and looking at stats and the MVP kind of I feel like the MVP kind of goes beyond that it's it's all about you know how valuable you were to a team you know if you take that player away from the team how good are they without you that kind of thing and Derrick Rose was the real deal that he won the year like as a Bulls fan I'm not just saying that but as an NBA fan did LeBron have a better year that year yeah he probably did he did but Derrick Rose meant more to that team than than anything. And he led them to a number one record over a team that was completely loaded with three hall of famers, um, that was just dominating the league at the time. And, uh, it was a true underdog story. So yeah, yeah, Josh, I, I agree with that. I mean, people, I, people have forgotten already about it. It's, it's kind of sad.
0: Well, it's a lot of times I'll see these posts, like, you know, things like, Oh, you know, Russell Westbrook's NBA, uh, uh, in MVP season was way better than Derrick Rose's MVP season, and I was like, yeah, Derrick Rose was like twenty three or twenty two when he won. Yeah, uh, and Russell a one Westbrook seed. was damn near thirty. Um, you and know, a five or seed. you know, these guys now are still like I, I was like, I really don't think you guys understand. It's almost like for me, like in football with Gale Sayers, like a lot of people don't really understand how good Gale Sayers was with the bears because he only played five seasons and got hurt. And Rose was the same way. Like we didn't even get prime Derek Rose, like because he never got a chance to show us what his prime was. And he had like the start of that one year and then the, he comes back he gets hurt. And then we just never see him be what he was. Um, and mm-hmm. it, it's a shame because like I said, you're talking about like in history, he's going to be the only one of the, these guys that never gets to do these things strictly because he got hurt
1: yeah like bill walton even got to do it and he was hurt like every year after he won the mvp but yeah you know he also somehow won a championship in there got a six man of the year award right um so yeah throw it it's, down, big fella throw it down yeah yeah he's an amazing <laughs> he's like an absolutely hilarious commentator yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't say amazing, but he is enjoyable. He's, he's been, entertaining. He's very, he's very
2: entertaining.
0: <laughs> yeah. he's entertaining to say the least.
1: Have you guys seen this uh, thing that's going on social media right now? Uh, it's like talking about this uh, this past basketball season where everyone's adding to it with a different moment, but it's basically saying this year was the funniest basketball NBA season of all time. And they're just finding different things to talk about. So I saw it today, and I just all of a sudden like – Realized I was 30 minutes deep into this thread on Twitter and just cracking up. They talked about um, Pat Bev stealing the camera in the Celtics game and showing it to the referee and getting a technical. Oh, um, so
2: good. So good.
1: There was that so um, good. Hawks-Rockets game where DeJounte Murray and Trey Young are just showing off and they're up 20, and the Rockets came back and won.
0: <laughs> I actually remember that, as crazy <laughs> as it sounds.
1: Um, One of them that made me laugh so hard was there's this clip where the Warriors are playing the Pelicans and it's about to be an inbound play. And Draymond is just jawing at Herb Jones, just jawing, jawing like typical Draymond. Like, and then on the same moment where the camera is on him, just talking all this mess to Herb Jones, he's getting subbed out.
0: That actually (laughs) happened late in the season. I I was watching that game live when that happened because the, (laughs) Golden State was down a, like really big in that game and they came back and won. Um, and that was kind of what started the run was Draymond getting subbed out, which was kind of crazy. I would have to think that, not that I want to bring this up, but LeBron's meltdown in the Celtics game had to be in there at some Yes, point because... that was on there. <laughs> My Lord.
1: Let me see if I can find some more because now I'm just hooked on this.
0: You're right. There was some really weird, funny stuff that happened this season.
2: There was. It was just a weird year, man. It was just a weird year. It was so all over the place and unpredictable.
0: It was like other than the Nuggets, like nobody nobody wanted to get into the playoffs. Like everybody was like winning and
2: losing games. Yeah, I think there was a lot of teams that... They, they, couldn't, they couldn't decide if they were going to actually tank out at a certain point of the year or they were going to commit to making the play-in, and
1: it was complicated for a lot of them. Guys, Shannon Sharp tried to fight an NBA team this year. He did. He did. <laughs> yeah. What a great year.
2: Yeah, it really was something.
1: I had a lot of fun this season. Um, I thought, you know, I didn't love how this, you know some things, but by the way, guys, DeAndre Jordan has an NBA championship. Can we just go ahead and make mention of that real quick? Finally. Yeah.
2: About time. Hey, It's funny. It's really funny. He got one before Chris Paul. Oh my god, he did! <laughs> and Blake Griffin! Is he, he's, is,
0: he's the only one on that Lob City team that's got one, isn't he? Matt Barnes. Yeah. Uh, Matt Barnes, yeah, I guess he got his kind of the same way.
1: Yeah, he uh Matt Barnes actually didn't take his tr- his championship ring at first. He thought it was like I didn't earn it. And then I guess when he was on ESPN, I think Bob Myers went to ESPN and gave it to him. It's like now so, you're
2: taking this.
0: So something we were kind of threading earlier this morning is um, you know, I kind of joked with you guys with about Thomas Bryant winning the LA trade <laughs> because <laughs> you yep. know he went to Denver and like, cuz complaining about his minutes they just sat him on the bench and you know you got Pat Bev and uh and who who else was it that was complaining like if the Lakers win we get a ring and I'm like no Russ the Rock. real winner here's the, the real winner here is Thomas Bryant. The man went to Denver, got himself a ring <laughs> all of <the> day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm Reggie now like, Jackson
0: just,
1: like, I'm now just looking at all of this just cracking up as we're doing the show. I need to stop Um, totally forgot about, uh, the referee holding the baby up. Like it was the circle of life scene from the lion King. (laughs) I didn't see that, but that sounds hilarious. Yeah. Oh man. What a great year. I'm, uh, I don't know. What should we do next week draft wise? Because I think, um, I think it's, you know, going to be a pretty obvious draft, but we got to do some sort of fun coverage for next week.
2: Do a do a draft recap. Do a draft recap, or if something crazy happens before, we can do a an emergency palette.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling yeah. something crazy so. is going to happen.
2: I I do too. Yeah, there yeah. was there's no way that this year is going to go go down softly. It's gonna something weird is going to happen. It's gonna
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, with that being said, before we go too far here down this rabbit hole of hilarious NBA things that happened the 22-23 season. We should probably get out of here. It's been a, a lot of fun this week. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Congratulations to the Miami Heat. Congratulations to all of us NBA fans who made it through another season and how can wonder about everything else looking forward. So yep. on behalf of Sean and Josh, this is Tim Daniel. Have a good night, everyone. We shall see you very Next soon. week.
0: Next week. Next week.